Welcome to the Maritime Executives Podcast Series, In the Know. I'm Tony Munoz, Editor-in-Chief. Our Executive Corner Podcast will provide conversations with top executives concerning events and issues that are shaping our industry today. We will also bring you up to speed with the latest news and editorials covered by the Maritime Executive. Welcome to the Maritime Executive Magazine Podcast Series, In the Know. I'm Paul Benecki. For this edition, Editor-in-Chief Tony Munoz brought together Commissioner Peter Steinbrook, the President of the Port of Seattle Commission, and John Wolfe, the CEO of the Northwest Seaport Alliance, to talk about the impact of the COVID-19 outbreak on the Puget Sound region's port operations. As a thriving hub for the cruise, fishing, and ocean freight industries, the Port of Seattle and the Northwest Seaport Alliance have a view into multiple aspects of the coronavirus pandemic's effects on shipping and ports. For more, listen in on their conversation. Gentlemen, um, thank you for joining us on this podcast. Um, You're in a very important area of the United States, not only uh, for cargo, but for fishing and uh, passenger vessels. First, Commissioner, uh, can you introduce yourself to our audience? Sure. My name is Peter Steinbrook. I'm president of the Port of Seattle Commission, as well as co-chair of the Great Northwest Seaport Alliance. Uh, thank you, sir. And Mr. Wolf, John Wolf. Good afternoon, John Wolf, uh, CEO of the Great Northwest Seaport Alliance. Gentlemen, it is very, very important that we talk to you, um, and thank you for being here. Uh, Paul, could you start us off? Peter, I, I thought maybe it would be great to start with you uh, and find out a little bit about what is happening right now with the fishing industry. So. Um, we've heard that these are really hard times right now, that consumer demand is way down. Can you tell us a little bit about what the downturn means for Seattle's fishing industry? Absolutely, and this is a, a area that I'm passionate about, so I appreciate your asking. About 40% of the landed seafood that go, goes to the United States comes through our seaport here from Alaska, primarily. That's a huge a supply of seafood, a fresh-caught, sustainable catch seafood. So it's extremely important. It is a $100 billion industry between Alaska and Seattle as the key regions. Um, it has not yet started fully with regard to Bristol Bay and the uh, sustainable uh, catch of wild salmon. That will begin in uh, early May, continue through the summer. Uh, there, there's a lot of apprehension there, I can tell you. And let me also add that last year I spent a portion of the season as a gill netter in support of my brother who has been a, a, a captain and a fisher for 40 years in Bristol Bay. So it's very close to home. Uh, our port staff are also very engaged with uh, seafood industry uh individuals, uh, with the fisher associations, and, and with the public agencies. Uh, as you know, Alaska has imposed a 14-day quarantine for all visitors to Alaska, with the exception of those uh, workers in the various fields of mining, construction, and also seafood. Um, but uh, fishers, in particular, are being asked not to arrive in Alaska prior to May 1st. Uh, to allow time for uh, industry to uh, develop plans and preparations so that the seafood uh, season uh, can open with the necessary protections. 
the fissures work very close together. So, so social distancing is the opposite of what they do there out on the boats and in the bunkhouses and in the mess halls. So there's yeah. some real challenges. But right now the, the indications are that Alaska is open for season and will be. Fishermen at our fisher, fishermen's terminal are repairing nets, provision, sending provisions up to Alaska, and uh, fixing their boats up and, and the like. So nothing has slowed down the preparations. So I don't see, you know, barring um, some potential uh, shifts in, in the workforce there, because one concern that I know is, is uh, around is that the migrant workers who go to Alaska from other countries, particularly uh, Southeast Asia and uh, Siberia and, uh, and other places, um, may be impacted by the travel restriction. Um, and I should mention also that our major airlines here in Seattle, Alaska Airlines in particular, which is the primary carrier for travel uh, from the lower 48 to Alaska, has cut their uh, services down by 70% domestically. Well, this is a great segue, sir. Uh, you, you are also the commissioner for um, SeaTac. Yes, uh, the Port of Seattle, separate from the Seaport Alliance, owns and operates Seattle-Tacoma International Airport. And it is a major hub airport. It is the eighth largest, busiest airport in the United States and North America. And we've been growing exponentially, adding as much as a million and a half more passengers a year. We're now at about 51 million passengers. Of course, the drop-off has been unlike anything we've ever seen at SeaTac Airport. We've gone from a daily passenger employment uh, as of yesterday of about normal conditions, 50 to 60,000 employments, to as much as Four to 5,000 employment, so a pretty dramatic drop-off. Um, but we have to maintain uh, the airport, and it's critical to everything else. We're all interconnected. It's critical to the fishers. Uh, it's critical to crews, but we, that's another topic, uh, and to our seaport and to our regional economy that we have a fully functional airport. Peter, can I ask you about the... Um, cruise industry and the pushback on um, delaying the Alaskan cruise. Um. Our number one concern is the health and safety of cruise passengers and crews. And we are following, or I should say, we are guided by our local public health authority with regard to necessary precautions, including uh, the delay of cruise season here, which we have imposed. Uh, so we are not uh, allowing ships to berth here, and, uh, and we don't have a specific date as to when that could resume. It depends on when we collectively and our health authorities believe that it's safe to resume the cruise operations. So it's, a, it's, you know, it's hugely impactful locally to our local economy, to small businesses, restaurants, lodging, even, you know, Alaska Air and other airline carriers who bring the passengers here. Uh, we have a very robust and growing cruise business here, 
and it's a valued at about a billion dollars a year and employs 5,000 people and uh, brings every ship that uh, that berths here in Seattle, uh, every sailing is about $4 million to the local economy. Likewise, it's critical to the Alaska's economy these days. I can't underscore how important uh, the cruise business is here, and it's been one of our, you know, shining lights uh, in that regard, and um, it's on hold. Sir, when did it uh, project, when was it going to start, and what have you pushed it back to? Two ships, which are not home ported here, were on their way, two cruise ships, uh, in early April, I think the 1st and the 5th, and that would have been the start of the season. Uh, that generally goes through, I believe, September, late September, early October. Uh, we, we just cannot forecast what may happen there. As you know, the Canadians have, have actually uh, uh, put a um, complete halt on cruise through July 1, and we can't go from Seattle to Alaska without stopping in Vancouver or Victoria, British Columbia. The, the Canadians were the first to restrict cruise through their waters uh, a few weeks ago, and that could be extended. We don't know. Also, I should mention that the International Cruise uh, Line uh, Association, CLIA, has requested a voluntary stoppage of, um, of cruise. Uh, so, um, unfortunately, this is an industry that's being, I think, uh, severely impacted uh, and, and, uh, and perhaps disproportionately so to other industries. Peter, I, I just wanted to ask you a quick follow-up on that. So, you know, of course, there are external restrictions on cruise operations right now. You mentioned the Canadian ban, of course, and CLIA's suspension. But it sounds like Seattle is making its own assessment of the situation, regardless of these external factors, and will only reopen and start the cruise season once it feels that um, that it is an appropriate time. I think that's an accurate statement. I think we, we are looking at it locally, and we're guided by King County Public Health in particular as to what they have told us. Uh, and we are also uh, in, in close contact with our local uh, crews. As you know, Holland America is, is, is headquartered here. We're very close to them, as well as Carnival, and we, we're working with them as well. Well, okay, um, I'd like to bring in uh, John Wolf, uh, who is the CEO of the Northwest Alliance. John, could you tell us about the Northwest Alliance, uh, what it means to the regional economy, and how many jobs it supports? Sure, thank you. Uh, John Wolf, uh, CEO of the Northwest Seaport Alliance. Uh, so the Northwest Seaport Alliance was formed about five years ago. It's a unique partnership between the ports of Seattle and Tacoma, um, bringing together the maritime cargo activities of the two ports together under one management team and under the governance structure of the Port of Seattle and Port of Tacoma Commission. Uh, as mentioned, uh, Peter, who's on the phone, is uh, the chair of the Seattle Commission and co-chair of the Seaport Alliance, along with Commissioner John McCarthy, who's um, the chair of the Port of Tacoma Commission and the other co-chair of the Seaport Alliance. Uh, we manage the business as a single gateway. We're the fourth largest gateway for container trade in North America. Uh, and uh, not only do our customers handle containerized cargo through our gateway, we also, through our gateway, handle 
imported automobiles, um, what we refer to as brake bolt cargos and bolt cargos as well. So it's a, uh, a unique partnership in that uh, we are working together to approach the global marketplace as a single gateway uh, and uh, under one management structure. Uh, that yeah. it, it supports um, hundreds of thousands of uh, jobs throughout the state, both direct and indirect jobs, and is a, a key economic driver for the state of Washington as one of the most trade-dependent states in the United States. Approximately 50% or more of our cargo uh, moves inland to the um, uh, upper Midwest markets. So not only do we serve the local market in the state of Washington and uh, the surrounding uh, West Coast states, uh, we also uh, have a primary function of serving that inland uh, uh, Midwest market. Uh, It's a critical gateway, and um, so we play a very large role in global trade and, and serving those inland markets beyond the state of Washington. Um, what have the impacts of the, the slowdown been in terms of labor, in terms of the, the trucking workers? Um, what, what kind of effect is it having on, um, on the employment side? Um, certainly with the uh, reduction of volume moving through our gateway, um, you know, we compare year-over-year volumes. Uh, we're experiencing fewer work hours on the docks and, and um, through the supply chain, including the trucking community and, and other aspects of the supply chain. So um, to, to date, through February, we're down uh, in terms of container volume, down year over year about 11.5%. Um, we do not have March figures uh, yet, um, although, um, you know, we suspect that uh, March is going to be a, another soft month. Um, and the good news is, is that as we look to April and May, there are signs that uh, we may see an uptick in volume as uh, you're probably aware China has uh, gotten their manufacturing back online, uh, maybe not at 100% capacity yet. Um, they are producing uh, goods again, and we're seeing fewer forecasted canceled sailings through a gateway as we move into the April timeframe. That is a real positive. And um, so what about domestically? Um, what are you guys seeing in terms of the shipment volume up to Alaska? I know Seattle's a big hub for that as well. Yeah, um, we, we are certainly uh, a gateway trade to Alaska, and that is a critical uh, trade lane for uh, the Alaska economy. Uh, we have uh, great shipping line partners that work with us in those trade lanes. And uh, the Alaska trade has been fairly stable as compared to the international trade. Uh, and uh, the big question mark uh, is surrounding the, the time frame by which we can work through this uh, this pandemic uh, issue and, uh, and uh, hopefully see some semblance of tourism um, take hold this uh, later this spring and summer uh, because Alaska depends on tourism to uh, a, a high degree for the state's economic health and um, that demand for goods uh, being shipped um, by our trade uh, shipping lines. So um, yet to be determined as we you know move into the summer months as to whether 
we'll see any uh, downturn in the uh, domestic trade. But so far, it's been pretty stable. So we've we've heard from um, the International Transport Workers Federation, um, other unions elsewhere, not necessarily in Seattle, uh, calling for better access to PPE uh, for when they have interactions with um, foreign crew on foreign vessels. Um, have have you guys seen anything like that? Um, adequate supplies or calls for? Yeah, we're in uh, regular, uh, really daily contact uh, with the labor force that uh, serves as a great partner uh, for us and our customers on the docks in both Seattle and Tacoma. And um, they work closely with the terminal operators who um, we uh, typically lease those terminals to the private terminal operators and then they employ the workforce. We do, as a Seaport Alliance, operate a few facilities ourselves, but for the most part, we lease those facilities um, to terminal operators who uh, oversee the workforce. Um, so we are working very closely with those terminal operators and the labor force to ensure that they have a safe working environment. Uh, and thus far, it's, it's uh, working very well. All of our terminals are functioning at a high level today, and um, and it's a tribute to the partnership between those terminal operators, our labor force, and the Seaport Alliance. We have heard that uh, some safety supplies are in short supply um, based upon the demand, um, and we're doing everything we can to work through the state, EOC, and and the federal government to um, encourage um, more of those safety supplies to be readily available to our valued workforce here in Seattle and Tacoma. Again, um, thus far, uh, the good news is, is we have not run out of supplies, and um, where we're running um, short is uh, are things like hand sanitizers, uh, 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 those kinds of things. We don't we don't have a requirement for um, for our labor force to wear masks or, or things of that nature. So it's a, a little bit different type of demand than you might see, like in the healthcare industry that is struggling with. Uh, uh, other types of safety equipment. Um, gentlemen, we're running up against the clock, and uh, uh, I would like you both to give us a f- final statement. Um, John, you could start out, please, and then uh, Peter, then you can uh, conclude uh, this conversation. Okay, thank you. Uh, well, I, first of all, I appreciate the opportunity to uh, to provide an update as to how the Northwest Seaport Alliance is functioning. And what's what's most important uh, for me to convey to our customers and key stakeholders is that uh, we are doing everything we can uh, and working with our uh, our commissions and commissioners and uh, and staff to ensure a safe work environment and uh, that we keep the uh, the gateway open for business. And the good news is we have been successful thus far in achieving both of those goals. Uh, and uh, this is a fluid situation. And so we have contingency plans in place in the event that uh, we have to deal with uh, an emerging situation. Um, yet um, we are uh, open for business and we are committed to serving our customers and uh, and the state of Washington and really the nation as a key gateway for trade um, so that we continue to provide um, those goods to the consumer market. And um, so thank you again for your time, and I'll turn it over to Peter.
Well, thank you, John, and thanks for this opportunity. I really appreciate this to share our experiences here uh, globally. But let me say that we are in an unprecedented global crisis of proportions that never seen before, at least in our lifetimes. And we've had no rehearsal for this. Uh, we have great resources in the people here at the Northwest Seaport Alliance in the Port of Seattle. We're, we're committed to maintaining functionality, both at the seaport and the airport. And as I said, we'll do everything we can to ensure that, but we have to put the health and safety of our workers first. That, that goes without saying. I believe that the human spirit will prevail here, and we will be back to business, hopefully not before too long. Thank you, sir. Thank you, gentlemen. And um, we, we wish you well. And uh, we appreciate your time and your thoughts. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to In the Know, the Maritime Executive Magazine podcast. We hope you'll join us again for our next exciting discussion on maritime technology, business, and policy. In the meantime, please visit us online at www.maritime-executive.com for the latest news and views from around the industry.